Acts chapter 17 After Paul and his friends had travelled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they went on to Thessalonica. A Jewish meeting place was in that city. So, as usual, Paul went there to worship, and on three Sabbaths he spoke to the people. He used the scriptures to show them that the Messiah had to suffer, but that he would rise from death. Paul also told them that Jesus is the Messiah he was preaching about. Some of them believed what Paul had said, and they became followers with Paul and Silas. Some Gentiles and many important women also believed the message. Their Jewish leaders were jealous and got some worthless louts who hung around the marketplace to start a riot in the city. They wanted to drag Paul and Silas out to the mob, and so they went straight to Jason's home. But when they did not find them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the Lord's followers. They took them to the city authorities and shouted, Paul and Silas have been upsetting things everywhere. Now they've come here, and Jason has welcomed them into his home. All of them break the laws of the Roman Emperor by claiming that someone like Jesus is king. The officials and the people were upset when they heard this. So they made Jason and the other followers pay bail before letting them go. That same night, the Lord's followers sent Paul and Silas on to Berea, and after they arrived, they went to the Jewish meeting place. The people in Berea were much nicer than those in Thessalonica, and they gladly accepted the message. Day after day they studied the scriptures to see if these things were true. Many of them put their faith in the Lord, including some important Greek women and several men. When the Jewish leaders in Thessalonica heard that Paul had been preaching God's message in Berea, they went there and caused trouble by turning the crowds against Paul. Straight away the followers sent Paul down to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed in Berea. Some men went with Paul as far as Athens, and then returned with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. While Paul was waiting in Athens, he was upset to see all the idols in the city. He went to the Jewish meeting place to speak to the Jews and to anyone who worshipped with them. Day after day, he also spoke to everyone he met in the market. Some of them were Epicureans, and some were Stoics, and they started arguing with him. People were asking, what is this Noel trying to say? Some even said, Paul must be preaching about foreign gods. That's what he means when he talks about Jesus and about people rising from death. They brought Paul before a council called the Areopagus and said, Tell us what your new teaching is all about. We have heard you say some strange things, and we want to know what you mean. More than anything else, the people of Athens and the foreigners living there love to hear and to talk about anything new. So Paul stood up in front of the council and said, People of Athens, I see that you are very religious. As I was going through your city and looking at the things you worship, I found an altar with the words, To an unknown God. You worship this God, but you don't really know him. So I want to tell you about him. This God made the world and everything in it. He is Lord of heaven and earth, and he doesn't live in temples built by human hands. He doesn't need help from anyone. He gives life, breath, 
and everything else to all people. From one person, God made all nations who live on earth, and he decided when and where every nation would be. God has done all this so that we will look for him and reach out and find him. He isn't far from any of us, and he gives us the power to live, to move, and to be who we are. We are his children, just as some of your poets have said. Since we are God's children, we must not think that he is like an idol, made out of gold or silver or stone. He isn't like anything that humans have thought up and made. In the past, God forgave all this because people did not know what they were doing. But now he says that everyone everywhere must turn to him. He has set a day when he will judge the world's people with fairness. And he has chosen the man Jesus to do the judging for him. God has given proof of this to all of us by raising Jesus from death. As soon as the people heard Paul say that a man had been raised from death, some of them started laughing. Others said, we will hear you talk about this some other time. When Paul left the council meeting, some of the men put their faith in the Lord and went with Paul. One of them was a council member named Dionysius, a woman named Damaris and several others also put their faith in the Lord. Acts chapter 18 Paul left Athens and went to Corinth, where he met Aquila, a Jewish man from Pontus. Not long before this... Aquila had come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Emperor Claudius had ordered the Jewish people to leave Rome. Paul went to see Aquila and Priscilla and found out that they were tent makers. Paul was a tent maker too. So he stayed with them and they worked together. Every Sabbath, Paul went to the Jewish meeting place. He spoke to Jews and Gentiles and tried to win them over. But after Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, he spent all his time preaching to the Jews about Jesus the Messiah. Finally, they turned against him and insulted him. So he shook the dust from his clothes and told them, Whatever happens to you will be your own fault. I am not to blame. From now on, I am going to preach to the Gentiles. Paul then moved into the house of a man named Titius Justus, who worshipped God and lived next door to the Jewish meeting place. Crispus was the leader of the meeting place. He and everyone in his family put their faith in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard the message, and all the people who had faith in the Lord were baptised. One night, Paul had a vision, and in it the Lord said, Don't be afraid to keep on preaching. Don't stop. I am with you, and you won't be harmed. Many people in this city belong to me. Paul stayed on in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching God's message to the people. While Gallio was governor of Achaia, some of the Jewish leaders got together and grabbed Paul. They brought him into court and said, This man is trying to make our people worship God in a way that is against our law. Even before Paul could speak, Gallio said, If you were charging this man with a crime or some other wrong, I would have to listen to you. But since this concerns only words, names and your own law, you will have to take care of it. I refuse to judge such matters. 
Then he sent them out of the court. The crowd grabbed Sosthenes, the Jewish leader, and beat him up in front of the court. But none of this mattered to Gallio. After Paul had stayed for a while with the Lord's followers in Corinth, he said goodbye to them and sailed on to Syria with Aquila and Priscilla. But before he left, he had his head shaved at Cenchreae, because he had made a promise to God. The three of them arrived in Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He then went into the Jewish meeting place to talk with the people there. They asked him to stay longer, but he refused. He said goodbye to them and told them, If God lets me, I will come back. Paul sailed to Caesarea, where he greeted the church. Then he went on to Antioch. After staying there for a while, he left and visited several places in Galatia and Phrygia. He helped the followers there to become stronger in their faith. A Jewish man named Apollos came to Ephesus. Apollos had been born in the city of Alexandria. He was a very good speaker and knew a lot about the scriptures. He also knew much about the Lord's way and he spoke about it with great excitement. What he taught about Jesus was right, but all he knew was John's message about baptism. Apollos started speaking bravely in the Jewish meeting place. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him to their home and helped him understand God's way even better. Apollos decided to travel through Achaia, so the Lord's followers wrote letters, encouraging the followers there to welcome him. After Apollos arrived in Achaia, he was a great help to everyone who had put their faith in the Lord Jesus because of God's kindness. He got into fierce arguments with the Jewish people, and in public he used the scriptures to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. Acts chapter 19 While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul travelled across the hill country to Ephesus, where he met some of the Lord's followers. He asked them, When you put your faith in Jesus, were you given the Holy Spirit? No, they answered. We have never even heard of the Holy Spirit. Then why were you baptised? Paul asked. They answered, Because of what John taught. Paul replied, John baptised people so that they would turn to God. But he also told them that someone else was coming, and that they should put their faith in him. Jesus is the one that John was talking about. After the people heard Paul say this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Paul placed his hands on them. The Holy Spirit was given to them and they spoke unknown languages and prophesied. There were about twelve men in this group. For three months, Paul went to the Jewish meeting place and talked bravely with the people about God's kingdom. He tried to win them over, but some of them were stubborn and refused to believe. In front of everyone, they said terrible things about God's way. Paul left and took the followers with him to the lecture hall of Tyrannus. He spoke there every day for two years until every Jew and Gentile in Asia had heard the Lord's message. God gave Paul the power to perform great miracles. People even took handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched Paul's body and they carried them to everyone who was sick. All the sick people were healed and the evil spirits went out. Some Jewish men started going around trying to force out evil spirits by using the name of the Lord Jesus.
They said to the spirits, come out in the name of that same Jesus that Paul preaches about. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. When an evil spirit said to them, I know Jesus, and I have heard about Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit jumped on them and beat them up. They ran out of the house, naked and bruised. When the Jews and Gentiles in Ephesus heard about this, they were so frightened that they praised the name of the Lord Jesus. Many who were followers now started telling everyone about the evil things they had been doing. Some who had been practicing witchcraft even brought their books and burnt them in public. These books were worth about 50,000 silver coins. So the Lord's message spread and became even more powerful. After all this had happened, Paul decided to visit Macedonia and Achaia on his way to Jerusalem. Paul had said, From there I will go on to Rome. So he sent his two helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, but he stayed on in Asia for a while. At that time, there was serious trouble because of the Lord's way. A silversmith named Demetrius had a business that made silver models of the temple of the goddess Artemis. Those who worked for him earned a lot of money. Demetrius brought together everyone who was in the same business and said, Friends, you know that we make a good living at this. But you have seen and heard how this man Paul is upsetting a lot of people, not only in Ephesus, but almost everywhere in Asia. He claims that the gods we humans make are not really gods at all. Everyone will start saying terrible things about our business. They will stop respecting the temple of the goddess Artemis, who is worshipped in Asia and all over the world. Our great goddess will be forgotten. When the workers heard this, they got angry and started shouting, Great is Artemis, the goddess of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in a riot, and some men grabbed Gaius and Aristarchus, who had come from Macedonia with Paul. Then everyone in the crowd rushed to the place where the town meetings were held. Paul wanted to go out and speak to the people, but the Lord's followers would not let him. A few of the local officials were friendly to Paul, and they sent someone to warn him not to go. Some of the people in the meeting were shouting one thing, and others were shouting something else. Everyone was completely confused, and most of them did not even know why they were there. Several of the Jewish leaders pushed a man named Alexander to the front of the crowd and started telling him what to say. He motioned with his hand and tried to explain what was going on. But when the crowd saw that he was Jewish, they all shouted for two hours, Great is Artemis, the goddess of the Ephesians. Finally, a town official made the crowd be quiet. Then he said, People of Ephesus, who in the world doesn't know that our city is the centre for worshipping the great goddess Artemis? Who doesn't know that her image which fell from heaven is here? No one can deny this, and so you should calm down and not do anything foolish. You brought men in here who've not robbed temples or spoken against our goddess. If Demetrius and his workers have a case against these men, we've courts and judges. Let them take their complaints there. 
but if you want to do more than that, the matter will have to be brought before the City Council. We could easily be accused of starting a riot today. There's no excuse for it. We cannot even give a reason for this uproar. After saying this, he told the people to leave. Acts Chapter 20 When the riot was over, Paul sent for the followers and encouraged them. He then said goodbye to them and left for Macedonia. As he travelled from place to place, he encouraged the followers with many messages. Finally, he went to Greece and stayed there for three months. Paul was about to sail to Syria, but some of the Jewish leaders plotted against him, so he decided to return by way of Macedonia. With him were Sopater, son of Pyrrhus from Berea, and Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica. Gaius from Derbe was also with him, and so were Timothy and the two Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus. They went on ahead to Troas and waited for us there. After the festival of thin bread, we sailed from Philippi. Five days later, we met them in Troas and stayed there for a week. On the first day of the week, we met to break bread together. Paul spoke to the people until midnight because he was leaving the next morning. In the upstairs room where we were meeting, there were a lot of lamps. A young man called Eutychus was sitting on a window sill. While Paul was speaking, the young man got very sleepy. Finally, he went to sleep and fell three floors all the way down to the ground. When they picked him up, he was dead. Paul went down and bent over Eutychus. He took him in his arms and said, Don't worry, he's alive. After Paul had gone back upstairs, he broke bread and ate with us. He then spoke until dawn and left. Then the followers took the young man home alive and were very happy. Paul decided to travel by land to Assos. The rest of us went on ahead by ship, and we were to take him aboard there. When he met us in Assos, he came aboard, and we sailed on to Mytilene. The next day we came to a place near Chios, and the following day we reached Samos. The day after that we sailed to Miletus. Paul had decided to sail on past Ephesus, because he did not want to spend too much time in Asia. He was in a hurry and wanted to be in Jerusalem in time for Pentecost. From Miletus, Paul sent a message for the church leaders at Ephesus to come and meet with him. When they got there, he said, You know everything I did during the time I was with you when I first came to Asia. Some of the Jews plotted against me and caused me a lot of sorrow and trouble. But I served the Lord and was humble. When I preached in public or taught in your homes, I didn't hold back from telling anything that would help you. I told Jews and Gentiles to turn to God and have faith in our Lord Jesus. I don't know what will happen to me in Jerusalem, but I must obey God's Spirit and go there. In every city I visit, I am told by the Holy Spirit that I will be put in jail and will be in trouble in Jerusalem. But I don't care what happens to me, as long as I finish the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to do. And that work is to tell the good news about God's great kindness. I have gone from place to place, preaching to you about God's kingdom 
but now I know that none of you will ever see me again. I tell you today that I am no longer responsible for any of you. I have told you everything God wants you to know. Look after yourselves and everyone the Holy Spirit has placed in your care. Be like shepherds to God's church. It is the flock that he bought with the blood of his own son. I know that after I am gone, others will come like fierce wolves to attack you. Some of your own people will tell lies to win over the Lord's followers. Be on your guard. Remember how day and night for three years I kept warning you with tears in my eyes. I now place you in God's care. Remember the message about His great kindness. This message can help you and give you what belongs to you as God's people. I have never wanted anyone's money or clothes. You know how I have worked with my own hands to make a living for myself and my friends. By everything I did, I showed you how you should work to help everyone who is weak. Remember that our Lord Jesus said, More blessings come from giving than from receiving. After Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. Everyone cried and hugged and kissed him. They were especially sad because Paul had told them, You will never see me again. Then they went with him to the ship. Acts chapter 21 After saying goodbye, we sailed straight to Kos. The next day we reached Rhodes, and from there sailed on to Patara. We found a ship going to Phoenicia, so we got on board and sailed off. We came within sight of Cyprus, and then sailed south of it onto the port of Tyre in Syria, where the ship was going to unload its cargo. We found the Lord's followers and stayed with them for a week. The Holy Spirit had told them to warn Paul not to go on to Jerusalem, but when the week was over, we started on our way again. All the men, together with their wives and children, walked with us from the town to the seashore. We knelt on the beach and prayed. Then after saying goodbye to each other, we got into the ship, and they went back home. We sailed from Tyre to Ptolemaeus, where we greeted the followers and stayed with them for a day. The next day we went to Caesarea and stayed with Philip the preacher. He was one of the seven men who helped the apostles, and he had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. We had been in Caesarea for several days when the prophet Agabus came to us from Judea. He took Paul's belt, and with it he tied up his own hands and feet. Then he told us, The Holy Spirit says that some of the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will tie up the man who owns this belt. They will also hand him over to the Gentiles. After Agabus said this, we and the followers living there begged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. But Paul answered, Why are you crying and breaking my heart? I am not only willing to be put in jail for the Lord Jesus, I am even willing to die for him in Jerusalem. Since we could not get Paul to change his mind, we gave up and prayed, Lord, please make us willing to do what you want. Then we got ready to go to Jerusalem. 
Some of the followers from Caesarea went with us and took us to stay in the home of Manasson. He was from Cyprus and had been a follower from the beginning. When we arrived in Jerusalem, the Lord's followers gladly welcomed us. Paul went with us to see James the next day, and all the church leaders were present. Paul greeted them and told how God had used him to help the Gentiles. Everyone who heard this praised God and said to Paul, My friend, you can see how many tens of thousands of the Jewish people have become followers, and all of them are eager to obey the law of Moses, but they've been told that you are teaching those who live among the Gentiles to disobey this law. They claim that you're telling them not to circumcise their sons or or to follow Jewish customs. What should we do now that our people have heard that you are here? Please do what we ask because four of our men have made special promises to God. Join with them and prepare yourself for the ceremony that goes with the promises. Pay the cost for their heads to be shaved. Then everyone will learn that the reports about you are not true. They'll know that you do obey the law of Moses. Some while ago we told the Gentile followers what we think they should do. We instructed them not to eat anything offered to idols. They were told not to eat any meat with blood still in it or the meat of an animal that has been strangled. They were also told not to commit any terrible sexual sins. The next day, Paul took the four men with him and got himself ready at the same time they did. Then he went into the temple and told when the final ceremony would take place and when an offering would be made for each of them. When the period of seven days for the ceremony was almost over, Some of the Jewish people from Asia saw Paul in the temple. They got a large crowd together and started attacking him. They were shouting, friends, help us. This man goes around everywhere saying bad things about our nation and about the law of Moses and about this temple. He has even brought shame to this holy temple by bringing in Gentiles. Some of them thought that Paul had brought Trophimus from Ephesus into the temple because they'd seen them together in the city. The whole city was in an uproar and the people turned into a mob. They grabbed Paul and dragged him out of the temple. Then suddenly the doors were shut. The people were about to kill Paul when the Roman army commander heard that all Jerusalem was starting to riot. So he quickly took some soldiers and officers and ran to where the crowd had gathered. As soon as the mob saw the commander and soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. The army commander went over and arrested him and had him bound with two chains. Then he tried to find out who Paul was and what he had done. Part of the crowd shouted one thing and part of them shouted something else. But they were making so much noise that the commander could not find out a thing. Then he ordered Paul to be taken into the fortress. As they reached the steps, the crowd became so wild that the soldiers had to lift Paul up and carry him. The crowd followed and kept shouting, Kill him! Kill him! When Paul was about to be taken into the fortress, he asked the commander, Can I say something to you? How do you know Greek? the commander asked. Aren't you that Egyptian who started a riot not long ago and led 4,000 terrorists into the desert? No, Paul replied. I am a Jew from Tarsus, an important city in Cilicia. Please let me speak to the crowd. The commander told him he could speak. So Paul stood on the steps and motioned to the people. When they were quiet, he spoke to them in Aramaic.
Acts, chapter 22. My friends and leaders of our nation, listen as I explain what happened. When the crowd heard Paul speak to them in Aramaic, they became even quieter. Then Paul said, I am a Jew, born and raised in the city of Tarsus in Cilicia. I was a student of Gamaliel and was taught to follow every single law of our ancestors. In fact, I was just as eager to obey God as any of you are today. I made trouble for everyone who followed the Lord's way, and I even had some of them killed. I had others arrested and put in jail. I didn't care if they were men or women. The high priest and all the council members can tell you that this is true. They even gave me letters to the Jewish leaders in Damascus so that I could arrest people there and bring them to Jerusalem to be punished. One day, about midday, I was getting close to Damascus when a bright light from heaven suddenly flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice asking me, Saul, Saul, why are you so cruel to me? Who are you? I answered. The Lord replied, I am Jesus from Nazareth. I am the one you are so cruel to. The men who were traveling with me saw the light, but did not hear the voice. I asked, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then he told me, Get up and go to Damascus. When you get there, you will be told what to do. The light had been so bright that I couldn't see, and the other men had to lead me by the hand to Damascus. In that city, there was a man named Ananias, who faithfully obeyed the law of Moses and was well liked by all the Jewish people living there. He came to me and said, Saul, my friend, you can now see again. At once, I could see. Then Ananias told me, The God that our ancestors worshipped has chosen you to know what he wants done. He has chosen you to see the one who obeys God and to hear his voice. You must tell everyone what you have seen and heard. What are you waiting for? Get up! Be baptized and wash away your sins by praying to the Lord. After this, I returned to Jerusalem and went to the temple to pray. There I had a vision of the Lord who said to me, Hurry and leave Jerusalem. The people won't listen to what you say about me. I replied, Lord, they know that in many of our meeting places, I arrested and beat people who had faith in you. Stephen was killed because he spoke for you, and I stood there and cheered them on. I even guarded the clothes of the men who murdered him. But the Lord told me to go, and he promised to send me far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened until Paul said this. Then they started shouting, Get rid of this man. He doesn't deserve to live. They kept shouting. They waved their clothes around and threw dust into the air. The Roman commander ordered Paul to be taken into the fortress and beaten with a whip. He did this to find out why the people were screaming at Paul. 
While the soldiers were tying Paul up to be beaten, he asked the officer standing there, Is it legal to beat a Roman citizen before he has been tried in court? When the officer heard this, he went to the commander and said, What are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. The commander went to Paul and asked, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, Paul answered. The commander then said, I paid a lot of money to become a Roman citizen. But Paul replied, I was born a Roman citizen. The men who were about to beat and question Paul quickly backed off, and the commander himself was frightened when he realised that he had put a Roman citizen in chains. The next day, the commander wanted to know the real reason why the Jewish leaders had brought charges against Paul. So he had Paul's chains removed, and he ordered the chief priests and the whole council to meet. Then he had Paul led in and made him stand in front of them.